Blog Talk Radio. Network. They are on trial today um, in Brooklyn for a crime that um, the rest of us might feel actually is um, prote- protecting our shared civil rights and justice, and it is the, the people of New York against these defendants. So thank you so much for being here and joining us. Um, Morgan, I know you're on the line with me. How are you? Yes, hello. I'm good. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. This is very extremely important because it affects all of us, yet it's not getting the type of attention that it needs to be getting. So we want to play our part in supporting all of you. So tell us who else is joining us here, Morgan, and where you are located right now. Yeah, well, we're actually here in Queens, in uh, Kew Gardens. So okay, Queens, third, excuse me. Mm-hmm. A, yeah, the third action. Um, there's another one going on in Brooklyn today as well. Um, Jamel, my co-defendant and friend, is here as well, and his Hi, mother, Jamel. his mother Rashida, as well. Hi, Rashida. Um, Hello. And Hi. we're here outside uh, uh, the courtroom, ready to go in. And Jamel, um, yeah, would like to give uh, a lot of the background and talk about uh, all that has been going, that we've been doing here. Uh, that would be very helpful. Um, Jamel, thank you so much for joining us today. Give us a quick background before you head into the courthouse on what 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 led to today's event. Uh, yeah, definitely. Thanks, Gail, again for having us on the show. Um, this is a this is a trial um, where myself, Morgan Rowald, Bob Parsons, and Carl Dick uh, are facing up to one year in prison for nonviolently protesting the New York City Police. Department stop and frisk policy outside of a 103rd precinct in Jamaica, Queens. Now, this is a precinct that's notorious for being the uh, for housing the, the the murderers of Sean Bell, who were themselves police officers. Um, and this was the third and culminating action of a series of citywide civil disobedience uh, protests that really sparked citywide and nationwide resistance against the stop and frisk policy. Um, so, you know, there were actions called for by Cornell West and Carl Dix. Uh, about a year ago to, you know, for a campaign of nonviolent civil disobedience to really pull the issue of stop and frisk 
and the issue of mass incarceration into the spotlight. Um, and so there were actions at precincts in Harlem, in Brooklyn, and Queens through, um, throughout last fall and winter. And uh, people who were a part of those actions have decided to carry their charges to trial. And this is the third, uh, in, in, um, this is the third and culminating action and the second trial. Now, the stakes of this trial are, again, we're facing up to a year of jail time, and they've made it very, very clear that they intend on punishing people for dragging this issue into the spotlight. Um, and this is the case with the highest charges, um, and they've, they've actually stacked the charges twice on us here in the courtroom. <clears throat> in one way, for adding an additional charge of obstruction of governmental administration that proceeded from a different, um, uh, from a different prosecutorial theory, and they also added um, a, a particular context of acting in concert. And, and this one is, you know, particularly damaging because it means that if one of us are found guilty, then everyone is found guilty. So they really raised the stakes around this. And, uh, again, what we're looking at is the very same people who, you know, put their bodies on the line and sacrificed to, you know, to drag this issue into the spotlight. And we're now in a position where many, many more people know about stop and frisk and know that it's unjust, illegitimate, and wrong. And you have the powers that be, you know, seeking to punish, repress, and essentially shut up the people that drag this issue into the spotlight. And we can't stand for that. You know, Sean Bell's shooting incident, um, which happened in November 25th, on November 25th in 2006, you know, there were three men who were shot, you know, a total of 50 times by a team mm -hmm. of both plainclothes and undercover NYPD. How, you know, how does this, you know, how does this just keep escalating? You know, we heard nationally about Amadou Diallo, you know, before that. There are probably many others that whose names are not as well known. How has this continued to escalate, you know, and how did you get involved with it? Uh, well, I mean, again, we're looking at a situation where, yes, there are folks like Amadou Diallo, like Sean Bell, there was a kid up in the Bronx just this year in New York named Ramali Graham who was murdered in his own in his own home when police kicked his door in and murdered him in his bathroom. We have folks like Reynaldo Cuevas, another kid up in the Bronx who was at gunpoint inside of a bodega fleet, you know, and fled the scene uh, because the bodega in which he was working in was robbed. He runs to the arms of the police who then shoot him. Uh, and those, you know, those are isolated incidences of, you know, I say incidences of violence, absolutely, but they're concentrated expressions of a system of mass incarceration that, look, has 2.4 million in people in prison, 2.4 million people warehoused in prisons across the country, 8 million under community supervision or have some kind of contact, su supervisory contact with the state. You have all the millions of people and family members who are related to that and are affected by that. You have you know, the official denial and uh, official discrimination of people who are, have been felons or have been inside. And you have all the hundreds of thousands of people who are stopped in first every year and the thousands of people that are stopped every day. Um, and when you look at that in kind of some total, and you look at all of those components and you really zoom the lens back, what you're looking at um, is, a, is a system that is tantamount to a slow genocide. Now, I myself, yes, I've, you know, I've, I've you know, as an African-American growing up in Washington, D.C., um, and now in New York City, you know, I've been stopped. I've been harassed by police. This has been something that, we, you know, that my generation has grown up with and thinking that there was nothing you can do about it. Uh, but the reason that I'm here, and actually it's, it's, it's great that my mother is here and on the line, but because the reason that I'm here is for 
you know, my students and um, and for my mother, who gave me a talk when I was young. I very distinctly remember about, you know, having to give that talk of how you act towards police officers and, and having the dreaded fear, the same fear that Emma Till's mother had 57 years ago uh, that was carried out in her case, that any one of these cases could end in, you know, brutality, violence, or death. And so this is something that certainly has been a part of, you know, a part of me growing up, but it's not just limited to my own experience, but, in, but you know, really in combination of a system that would have this done to any children when, and would force mothers to give this conversation to their children even now. Rashida, mm-hmm. are you there? thank you so much for joining us. Um, Jamil, I appreciate um, you sharing that background because this is a part of, this is a part of being black and brown in America. And it, it is a part of the American history. What we always hope would change is that each generation would not have to have that talk, you know, and that it is a part of what parroting black males, um, you know, being responsible parents to black males is required. It, 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 it just comes with the territory. So tell me from your perspective, Rashida, what all of this means to you as a mother, yeah, it means um, that the pride that I feel for my son and uh, the the enormous responsibility that he has shouldered by coming forward um, and agreeing to bring this uh, bring this message to the forefront. I'm I'm extremely proud. I'm fearful, you know, because I know that I don't want his his liberty to be um, taken away from him. And so I came up to Washington, D.C. to show him and show um, everyone in the courtroom that I, how much we support him and everything that he does. Uh, what is, what is uh, wh- how can we support you and the rest of the gentlemen? Because we also, this is part one of a two-part conversation, because there were also several females that I understand were arrested at the same time, those trials have been divided up in different ways. What can we do to support or advocate for justice in this scenario? Well, if you you know spread the word, put the word out there that um, that this situation needs to be changed. Um, that the more of us know about it, know about these um, illegal policies that are being enforced by police all over the country. Sometimes they're formal policies like stop, stop and trace, like stop and trace, and sometimes they're informal, unwritten policies. But we know that our young males, particularly um, black and brown males, have this, they have the forces of the police brutality against them. And we just need to get the word out there. Um, we need to have people right there, uh, their representatives right there, you know, bring every... Um, every force that they have at their disposal to bring this more and more to the forefront so that it can be changed. Is there any? Uh, is there value in having a petition signed or submitted to the court? There is a petition that um, I believe you can find going to stopmassincarceration.org. That's the website of, of uh, our group, the Stop Mass Incarceration Network. Um, and, and on there we have uh, different letters, different updates about how the trials are going, how the work is going here. Um, so that's, that's one great major way to, to support uh, us here. But 
but um, I'd like to echo what Rashida said, and that is that, I mean, it, uh, this is one case, but, but the major way to support is, there are many different ways, of course. One is just to continue to talk, to bring up uh, mass incarceration, talk about it, um, because, because silence is one of the major obstacles um, uh, for all of us and, and for us here in, in this court case. Uh, it's what the DA, it's what the prosecution is counting on. Um, and so as we can break that here in this conversation now and, and further and further, that's how we can, how we can support um, and, and also just to continue to go out and find and, and, and work uh, uh, to end mass incarceration with, with local groups wherever anyone is at to support um, uh, those of us who are in, in jail or friends or family of, of uh, their loved ones on the outside um, and, and 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 that and that that is uh, probably the, the best way, and, and also to to go to stopmassincarceration.org. Uh, dot org. I know you. I know that. Thank you so much, Morgan. I realized that the time was real short. We'll look forward to having all of you back um, for updates. And Rashida, for an extended conversation with you as a mother and the leadership role that we play um, in raising our sons, and also having Morgan, your mom, who's actually my like we're adopted sisters. We've known each other for we since we lived in Japan. And I'm so proud of you, Morgan, for standing up to your values because you did not. You know, none of you did. None of you had to to do what you're doing right now, but it speaks volumes to what um, is required in order to get change, and all of us can can do a part. But we just want to stand beside you the way in the best way that we can, so that you know that the work that you're doing, like Rashida mentioned, that you're not alone in this, and you represent many of us. So we're just very, very appreciative of all of you. You're in our prayers, and we're going to do what we can to just keep spreading the word, okay? Thank you, Gail, for bringing our voices out to your radio show. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Rashida, you're in my prayers. Thank you, Jamil. Um, the same Carl Dix, Robert, Morgan, I, I just want you to know that Sylvia Global is here with you, and we're going to send this out to our network. All right. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thank you. Good job.